I'd like to take a moment to let you all know about a new nonprofit organization started by my brother Craig. It's called Treats and Truth. They fill oversized brown lunch bags with snack items, chips, crackers, popcorn, cookies, etc. Also, a bottle of water, toothbrush, toothpaste, sanitary wipes, and most importantly, a small gospel tract book of John. No cigar? I'll have to talk to him about that. The bags are then hand-delivered to the homeless and people in need in and around the Los Angeles area. Let's help get this ministry off the ground. They're a 501c3 tax-exempt organization, so any and all donations are tax-deductible and greatly appreciated. Visit their website at treatsandtruth.org. Check out the show notes for the link. Also, please follow them on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you. Welcome to episode 83 of the Burning Bush podcast, where we share the message of the Bible while enjoying a good cigar. Hope you're doing well, and I'm glad you've joined me today. This week, we continue reading through Dr. Justin Bass's book, The Bedrock of Christianity, The Unalterable Facts of Jesus' Death and Resurrection, and I'm smoking the Ashton Virgin Sungrown Eclipse 6x52. And we're also in the middle of a stifling heat wave here in Southern California. So I know it's probably, I probably said this in uh, an episode or two from last summer, but it's, uh, it's been around between 105 and 110, 112 here the last week or so. So if I faint in the middle of the podcast, you'll know why. So anyway, let's go ahead over to the Ashton website and see what they have to say about the virgin sun-grown. The the prized Sumatra seed wrapper on Ashton VSG hails from a private estate in Ecuador where the region's delicate cloud cover naturally filters sunlight. From there, it is fermented extensively in the hands of the Fuente family until it achieves its dark and lustrous sheen. The wrapper conceals a profound marriage of four- to five-year-aged Dominican binder and filler tobaccos. Since its debut in 1999, the 94-rated Ashton VSG has governed the summit for full-bodied flavor and richness. Mesmerizing notes of cedar, earth, espresso, black pepper, and leather develop with impeccable accord in several classic shapes. And the strength is full. Uh, Dominican Republic is country of origin, and the wrapper, as I said, was Ecuador Sumatra. Tasting notes are cedar, espresso bean, black pepper, earth, and leather. And their list of awards and accolades is way too long to even read, but... Go ahead and click on the website and check it out. It's quite a lot. And the Vitolas are the Tre Mystique, 
4.375 by 44. The Enchantment, 4.38 by 60. Pegasus, 5 by 54. The Bellicoso, number 1, 5 and a quarter by 52. Robusto, 5 and a half by 50. Cor- Corona Gorda, 5 and 3 quarter by 46. The Eclipse, 6 by 52. Wizard, 6 by 56. The Illusion, 6 and a half by 44. Torpedo, 6 and a half by 55. And the Sorcerer, 7 by 49. And finally, the Spellbound, 7.5 by 54. That is the Ashton Virgin Sungrown. So let's go ahead and get back into uh, this week's reading of Dr. Justin Bass's book, The Bedrock of Christianity, and we'll be finishing up chapter 6 this week with the section entitled, The Apostle Paul. Last of all, he appeared to me. 1 Corinthians fifteen eight. That Paul, the Pharisaic persecutor of the church, became convinced that the crucified man Jesus appeared to him, raised from the dead, is a bedrock fact. I have already discussed Paul's background and conversion extensively in chapters 1 and 2. It is worth repeating that Paul's experience was completely different from Peter's. Peter was a devoted follower of Jesus, whereas Paul considered Jesus accursed and his followers as enemies who needed to be destroyed. One could argue, as Ludeman did above, that Peter had severe guilt for denying Jesus and wanted to believe he was still alive because he was looking for forgiveness. I showed why this does not work for even Peter, but no one could argue such a case with Paul. Paul did not have a guilty conscience. He was not looking for forgiveness, especially not from this crucified, accursed Nazarene. Therefore, Paul's case is truly extraordinary. Not only was this the last appearance of the risen Jesus in recorded history, but the only appearance we know of to an enemy. What did Paul see near Damascus about a year or so after Jesus was crucified that not only transformed his life, but changed the course of human history? Paul was crystal clear on who he saw. Have I not seen Jesus our Lord? 1 Corinthians 9.1 But did he actually see Jesus? According to Ehrman, We obviously don't know what Paul actually saw. How can we possibly know? What he fervently claimed was that he saw Jesus himself alive again. Believers would say that was because Jesus actually appeared to him. Unbelievers would say he imagined it. Either way, it is crystal clear that he believed he did see Jesus and that this radically changed his thinking. If he didn't really see the resurrected Jesus, 
This Pharisaic persecutor sure had quite the imagination. He somehow imagined that the man he believed was cursed by God had appeared to him, raised from the dead. Remember, this was an unparalleled innovation, quite the imagination indeed. It seems that a better historical explanation than imagination needs to account for Paul's experience. Even if Paul saw something that was not in his imagination, some have wondered how Paul knew this body of glory appearing to him was Jesus. Philippians 3.21 and 2 Corinthians 4.4-6, 4 especially since he had probably never met him and he did not know what he looked like. Paul's letters are no help here, but if, he, if the accounts of Paul's conversion in Acts are trustworthy, then we have our answer. Paul, slash Saul, asks him, Who are you, Lord? Acts 9, 5, 22, 8, and 26, 15, and he responds, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Acts 9, 5, 22, 8, and 26, 15. Paul knows this is the man Jesus who has been crucified because this body of his glory identifies himself as Jesus the Nazarene. In spite of all the differences between the three accounts of Jesus' appearance to Saul in Acts, what the risen Jesus said to Saul in Greek is identical in all three accounts. Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Acts 9.4, 22.7, and 26.14 Who are you, Lord? Acts 9.5, 22.8, and 26.15 I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Acts 9.5 and 26.15 I am Jesus the Nazarene whom you are persecuting. Acts 22.8 This seems to reflect historical memory from Paul himself concerning the words of the risen Jesus to him. Allison agrees, So Paul's interpretation of his own calling is preserved in Acts. Again, it seems clear that Luke's source or sources for Paul's calling must stem ultimately from the apostle himself. This bedrock fact of Paul's conversion means that 99% of all scholars today and over the past 200 years agree Paul believed Jesus appeared to him. They They do not think Paul is lying or a fraud, Everyone agrees he was sincere in his belief. Another significant reason for this is that we know Paul shed his blood for his belief in Jesus. See Galatians 6.17 In fact, even outside Acts and his letters, we know of many of the sufferings Paul experienced for the sake of Christ crucified and risen, culminating in his martyrdom under Nero in the mid-60s A.D.
It is interesting to note that of all the earliest followers of Jesus, we only have solid historical evidence for the martyrdoms of three of them, Peter, James, and Paul. Paul, 1 Clement 5.5-7, Polycarp to the Philippians 9.1-2, Irenaeus against heresies 3.1.1, Tertullian, Scorpiasi 15, and Peter, 1 Clement 5.2-4, John 21.18-22, Irenaeus against heresies 3.1.1, and Tertullian, Scorpiasi 15, with the highest probability died as martyrs under Nero's purge of Christians in the mid-60s AD, Tacitus, Annals 15.44, see also Suetonius, Nero 16. According to Josephus, James, the brother of Jesus, and some others were stoned to death for being lawbreakers by the high priest in Jerusalem, Antiquities 20.200. Incredibly, these are the same three individuals and the only individuals listed in this ancient creedal tradition as witnesses to the risen Jesus. 1 Corinthians 15, 5 through 8. Therefore, the historical evidence does not only confirm that these three men were convinced the risen Jesus appeared to them, but that they also went to their deaths believing it. Whatever these three men saw, it was worth giving their lives for. That's the end of this week's reading of Dr. Justin Bass's book, The Bedrock of Christianity. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to Dr. Bass's website, as well as this week's cigar. Also in the show notes are links to Treats and Truth Ministry, where you can get involved in helping to spread the gospel to and be a blessing to the homeless. Groundworks Ministries for daily Bible studies and devotionals and the Burning Bush Merchandise Store where you can pick up some items to help spread the word about the show. And I'd appreciate it if you would tell your friends. So until next week, have a great day, have a great cigar, and God bless. God bless.